Hello and welcome to Art Astoria. My name is Owen Wenner, your resident bardic storyteller, and it is my job to take you through the pages of Colors of Convergence, the first book in the Art Astoria series. Please follow all of our social media so you never ever miss a chapter of this fascinating tale filled with energy, chakra, chi, magic, or as we just call it, color. But let's turn the page. Chapter 5 Breakable Hey! A rolling club left a resounding vibration against the cell bars. You should know the drill by now. Get up. Owen rose, shaking off a yawn and retasting the so-called dinner he ingested the night prior. Lee was already waiting by her cell door for the day to begin. All right, into the pit. The heat beat down on them just as it did the day before. The mud was even harder to move around in. Or was it that their legs had just carried less strength? To avoid contemplating the answer... The duo chose a spot right beside the entrance to start their day. Did you find your rods? Owen murmured. I did. I will retrieve it. Lee threw a stone aside. When we start, and join you immediately after. Good. I think I'm going to need you. His hands shook as he tested them. Fighting Bran without Red proved to be a poor decision that nearly broke his knuckles. Hey! Bran and his flock planted themselves a few yards beside. No gazes seemed to fixate on them. Is, uh, is everything set? Owen asked. A swirl of trepidation dragged a deep sigh from his chest. As, uh, as much as it can be, you sure you can do this? One hundred percent. There are fewer guards here today than there were yesterday, Lee counted. Three fewer. I'm betting that's why the two higher-ups showed up. Pick up the slack. Maybe some of the guards are out hunting, or just needed time off? I don't know. Owen adjusted his gloves. Then I... I suppose today is the day. Bran softly began. After you, Warstone. Alright, see you soon. Good luck. Slowed and paced motions let each person blend into the flowing herd as more workers flowed out of their cells and picked their positions in the pit. Necks straightened as eyes narrowed upon Owen's walk. Every prisoner who had been warned was now gripping anything solid they could get their hands on. Jailers settled busily into their posts, grunting and talking about the upcoming garbage day. Just as the last hallway was vacated, Owen approached a platform. Crusted human debris stained the guard's shoe as he began his morning mount up the shaky dock. He stood on top of his stoop and stretched. Looking down at the slave who approached. I uh, Drop it in the bucket and go. The guard barked loudly, but the slave proceeded to draw near. You deaf? Again, no response was seen. Well, I love starting the day with blood. His grimy nails automatically dug into his own palms as he leapt from the latter's step. His heavy fist swung down onto the laborer below. Jaws were left hanging of both inmates and their gatekeepers. The attacking golem suddenly felt still with only the faintest drumming in his ear. This humming sensation grew into a rumbling siren before he even realized that his eyes had seized shut. When he peeled them open, he looked down to see an odd protrusion inside of his pant leg. Shrieks carried across the region as Owen pulled back his fist from the slave driver's broken knee. You're right. His voice was quiet and firm. Best to start the day with blood. The brute tried to recover, 
but it was far too late. Owen twisted and struck, caving in the target's face and smashing his expression through the wooden tower he jumped from, and chaos ensued. Chapter 6 Survive Reinforcements rushed to the scene, but first they had to plow through the waves of crazed inmates. Pounding heels met in a mass swarm, thinning the pond of filth and catching a few slaves beneath them. Screams of trampled inmates did not help to spike the adrenaline of rage and revenge that fueled the event in an unimaginable pandemonium. The onset of madness drove fear into the guards, excelling their retreat into the safety of the mountainside. The massive swinging door was almost shut when drones of desperately clawing appendages clogged its way. As weak as the bones and limbs were, they pried with all the ferocity they could muster. No color was present to assist the captives, but that didn't matter to Bran. While his men worked to halt the door's ceiling, he took on two guards with nothing more than his bare hands. An incoming club was of little annoyance after he grabbed it right out of the air. Bren would have kept it if he had not decided to break it over the original wielder's torso. Rounded lesions instantly opened upon his back as another guard dug in with spiked knuckles. With a reflexive twist, Bren's massive elbow ended that enemy's venture. After donning the copper weapons himself, he continued his trek to eliminate more guards. This trend quickly grew in popularity as anguished prisoners chewed and pulled the captors asunder. Meat and skin mixed in with the wet clay and blood to form new patches of ground. As more demons fell, more weapons got added to the slave's brutal arsenal. Owen, on the other hand, didn't need a weapon. Finally, Owen straightened his freed gloves and smiled. Power began to gather in his extended arms. Particles of shimmering red danced around him, leaping from shoulder to wrist as a flush of magenta steam dispersed. Scraps of mud broke apart and the crusted sleeves he wore dissolved without resistance. Both prisoners and guards felt the surge of energy oscillating through the dome, knocking out some to their knees before someone else brought along their bitter deaths. Lee tried to join Owen through the waves of mania, but she failed to properly prepare for such a caustic scene. The thunder of stampede of raging slaves turned ravenous in and on itself, barreling over anything flimsy or tired. She watched as numerous people, friend or foe, were swept beneath the murderous train. One random prisoner, fending for his own life, reached out and pulled on the first thing he felt. This, tragically, was Lee. Stomping feet dealt blow after blow to her frame, proving that the climb up would be impossible. Bodies, both lively and decrepit, were cast into her, robbing her of what little air she breathed. The only thing that saved her life was more death. Storms of color rained down from the above bridge. Explosions of shade tore into everything and silenced dozens of screaming voices. Just as Lee was about to pass out, a calamity of blue erupted next to her, shedding the weight that had held her down. I need to move. Before Owen could take another action, two more men dropped down around him. Perfect. Red lit up his arms with the flex, showing a savage glow. Two oafish swings were met at an inhuman speed and strength, allowing both villains to be blocked, grabbed, and crushed together. <sighs> now, for my sword. Owen stared through the massive wall, but it was hopeless to find the one that he sought after. It curled his nerves, but something else yanked his attention. Random splashes of colors were leaving nothing but craters beneath the upper road. We're like fishing a barrel down here. The noisy haze made it nearly impossible to focus. 
Any original plan they had set was far gone. Unsure, he looked up and began to climb to the top of the catwalk above the pit. Owen! Lee called, bruised from down below. It was a miracle that she was heard. The key! He checked his own pockets and released the small treasure that he had acquired from the knocked-out guard. One bangle clicked off her wrist before she was interrupted again. This time, however, from a taskmaster. The pair wrestled violently, digging into one another into the dirt, only pausing when Lee was forcibly pinned down. The man opened his toothless maw. His tongue convulsed with a phosphorescent green sludge amassing around his gum line. The glow of color was present, but as a response, Lee drove her finger deep into the assassin's eye socket and forced the acidic spray to miss her ear. Owen paused to drop back down, but Lee threw him a quick look. Even with her words being blotted out by the chaos, their intent was clear. Go! Staring from atop of the bridge granted Owen a clear sight. Prisoners raging on to overwhelm the oppressors with nothing but wrath on their side. A rumble coursed through Owen's body. The guards who monitored this level were strong. Enough activated color could stretch the air thin, but that wasn't what made Owen lightheaded. He rubbed his wrists, hoping he could shake the brush stone's residual effects soon. His body was slowly returning to full strength, but there was no time to wait because an enemy had just met his sightline. Hello, and thank you so much for listening to chapters 5 and 6 of our lovely tale. Next week we will continue reading with chapter 7, and after that I have a special announcement. I'm carving out some special time to answer your, yes, your fan questions. Fans from all over the world are listening currently from Belgium, Pakistan, Canada, and the US, and I so desperately want to hear from you. Questions about the world, the characters, what it takes to publish, write, and create, and of course, any questions you have about color. Now, please send your questions to this email, artistoriaseries at gmail.com, artistoriaseries at gmail.com. And every fan whose question I'm able to read, I will send you a free copy of the ebook. Yep, a free copy of the Amazon ebook of Colors of Convergence, the first book in the Artistoria series. So please tune in next week for the great reading and conversations. But for now, let's turn the page. <laughs>